0: Show me the Kegel Balls.
1: (laughs) What you guys doing on your little podcast? That's mom. Oh, just looking at Kegel
0: Balls. (laughs) Do you want to see what Kegel Balls look like?
1: Do you know what they look like? I don't. What makes you think I? (laughs) <laughs> says the, the girl whose know. handcuffs fell out of the bed when we were moving. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> You're so cute.
0: <laughs>
2: Just press foreplay. Before we get into this episode, I want to do a quick little preface. So I thought it would be a good idea to record it in my mom's. We are all ADD children, so you will see how well that works out. But I decided to keep it instead of us re-recording it, because this is just the essence of my mother's home. It's fun, it's sweet, we're all loud, we're all chatty. You hear animals, there's chaos, but there's also love. So I wanted to keep all of that in. We will not be recording at my mom's house anymore, so enjoy it while you can.
1: Welcome, 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 welcome. That's from She's the Man. Do you remember? Oh, is the, it? The no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Just Press Foreplay. We are your hosts, Susie and Mariah. <laughs> we are so excited to bring you today a conversation about Yoni mapping. Yoni. <laughs> Map of the Yon. <laughs> uh, I love this word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, we decided that Yoni mapping would be a good topic for today. Because last week we talked about masturbation and taking photos for yourself and just kind of elevating your personal self-esteem, but doing it just for you, not for anyone else, Mm -hmm. you know, to just kind of push your growth path forward and kind of see, I don't know what I'm saying right now. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to see your yoni. Well, someone is. Yeah. (laughs) Someone is. Somebody very, very, who
1: specializes in mapping of the yoni.
2: yoni is sanskrit for the entire female genitalia it also roughly translates to sacred space which i really love because it just kind of brings back what's the word like you know purity and and i feel like i feel like women should be treated a little bit more delicate than they are Mm -hmm. and so when you have these nice delicate words that have like honor and just kind of like purity in them when you're using those words to describe these things it brings that energy back to it you know i don't know if that makes sense but no that makes sense women are very delicate we are delicate i love women yeah because they're delicate
1: (laughs) i'm so emotional too very emotionally unstable
2: (laughs) honestly i feel like all of us in the world are emotionally unstable and then men are so good at pretending like they don't cry so they appear to be emotionally stable but we also push men to like society
1: pushes men i should say to not show emotion you know even yeah, to kind of just
2: man up. Mm-hmm. Don't be a pussy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's okay to cry if you're a man. It is okay to cry. And pussies are tough, by the way. They are. Yeah. Okay, okay so getting back to yoni mapping. I feel this needs to be one of the beginning steps that you have in your, your spiritual and your personal healing. is because it's something so sacred to just you and your body, you know? And the process and the point of yoni mapping is to... Basically the way the process works is you have someone that you coach and counsel with I haven't done it before But I've done research on it And then if you want to Sally Mustang who I mentioned in the previous podcast because I'm obsessed with her She had done a yoni mapping and shared her experience So you can go look her up on YouTube if you want to hear her personal experience She shares that for you So we wanted to just dive into it and share word on it a little bit more because I don't think very many people know about this
1: is it kind of like a, uh, a therapist
2: in a way? But do you get to know them first before they do this? Like yeah. you talk to them a while? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So from my understanding, and I imagine it's probably different for what person you go to. So I would definitely do your research for your local area. Typically, so the one that I had researched... They put about 500 hours into their training. So it's not something where you have just an individual. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is a very well-trained organization. So you're mm-hmm. going to be in a safe space. Some random guy that's just like, right? hey, Yeah, I'll map your yoni. <laughs> if I touch here, what's that feel like? <laughs> I'll do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> if it's free, don't trust it. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Please don't. You definitely want to go to someone who has the credibility there. And it's taking the time. If you feel like you're going and the process feels a little bit rushed or they're not taking the time to get to know you first, then don't go through with it. Because I could see how this would be either a very sacred process or, again, another traumatizing process. Yeah. So just make sure to be gentle with yourself on, if you do go through with it, making sure that you do your research and you pick a place that you're going to feel safe with. You'll feel an energy as soon as you... Go through with it, and say you step into their area in which they do whatever they do, you'll feel it right away, should I be here? Should I not be here? Is this a good idea? don't confuse it with anxiety because anxiety could just be you know i'm just feeling a lot of emotion because it's a new yeah. experience, yeah, but there's a difference between anxiety and the gut feeling of like no, this isn't right, you know, so yeah. deciphering those two,
1: yeah, and it definitely it's something that neither one of us have done, but we've talked about, like I would probably do it, but I don't think at this point in my life i'm ready mm-hmm. I think it would be i'm like don't do it until you're ready yeah don't push yourself because it it sounds like very emotional and mm-hmm. if you're feeling very emotionally unstable at the moment it's probably not good to put yourself through more feeling more emotions that you might not be ready for
2: yeah because the thing that so so the process from my understanding is about three hours and it starts with uh, coaching and consultation so like you know how when you go to get a tattoo you talk to them um, you know make sure that you're both kind of the right person for each other And then you move forward if things are are well. I would suggest when you're going through this, don't hold back things. And this is why, like you said, it's so important to go when you're ready for full healing. Because if you're going but you're still holding things back, you're not going to get the healing that you're looking for because you're not reaching that level of vulnerability that is going to allow the person who's working with you you know what I mean? It's almost allowing them in to your, to your heart space, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you have to be ready for that vulnerability. And if you're not ready yet, then that's okay. Wait till you are. But at least this is something to know that you have access to if you do decide that that's something that you need. And it's just a really, really good way to, to honor yourself and nurture the connection that you have with your body.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. So then the next step, what they're going to do is, I imagine like all different places probably have their own process of doing it, but you'll probably get a little bit of a massage first. That is going to be just so that you and the person you're working with can connect a bit better, you know? Cause through touch, you're connecting with someone, your souls are talking, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you can feel when someone's holding back, you can feel when someone's completely vulnerable and letting you in, yeah. you know, someone's tensing up. Exactly. And if you're, if you have the correct coach, who's walking you through this, they'll recognize those things in you and they'll recognize when you're a bit tenser. So they'll soften up or they'll like, say they say they're giving you a massage and they, they touch like a part of your back or something and you tense up. Well, that could be some sort of trauma that you're holding on to or say a situation happened that you don't talk about much. Maybe it was something when you were a kid that you don't really know. So the person coaching you and consulting you will be like, well, what, what memories come up for you when this happens? So that's the beginning of it. And then, of course, they're essentially working their way to opening you up to be able to, you know, do the yoni mapping on the inside. <laughs> so once you're comfortable and they feel like you're comfortable, then they'll start to work their way to your, to your yoni area. They'll ask you if it's okay to be entering. And it's obviously not in a sexual way whatsoever. It's very much in a safe space. Let me hold space for you so that way we can just work through what emotions come up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sally had described it. It's kind of working in a clock motion. So she would put one finger and massage a specific area and see what thoughts come up and then just work her way through the clock. It is a very long process, so be ready for that and that goes back into you know where you do need to be vulnerable because stuff is going to come up and if you're not willing to talk about it you're not going to heal from it Mm -hmm. you know so it's definitely an uncomfortable thing yeah to go through but it's a good thing to get comfortable with yeah it
1: should open up things that you have been hiding away for a long time that's why you have to be ready to talk about things that you've probably been pushing away for a long time or just you know you haven't wanted to deal with because that's not healthy you might think that it's you know forgetting about something is healthy maybe for a while it is but you
2: eventually do have to deal with it because it
1: could affect
2: you in ways that you don't know yeah like the mind and the body is a crazy thing and if you don't resolve something chances are it's going to come back in another form mm-hmm. and that's where you start to see mental health issues and that's where you start to see minor issues as well because disease is disease and when your mind is diseased about something your body creates a disease because you didn't heal it right yeah. and again that all goes in with metaphysics so some people will believe in it some people won't but yeah. your mind is powerful and what you put energy in is mm-hmm. what you're going to get out of it if you're if you're up for it yoni mapping is definitely something that i would suggest for anyone who has any type of trauma even if you don't have trauma and you just want to connect with yourself a little better mm-hmm. you may find that you do have trauma you didn't know about you may not have trauma but it would still be a great experience just for you your personal connection and getting you rooted in and who you are and and back to your sacred self, you know? Yeah. And the video that you had me
1: watch, the uh, Sally, mm-hmm. Sally Mustang, she is, seems very comfortable with her sexuality. Like that was a big thing. Yeah. And so it was, she thought it was just going to be kind of like a, I think she thought it would be a little easier than it was, but she was surprised by how like how certain things came out and how emotional she was at times. She said she was like crying. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh my God, if she's very comfortable with her sexuality, I can only imagine how it, someone like me would be affected so yeah i'm i'm very interested i like to like push things like that but i just know i'm not ready yet
2: yeah yeah and that's totally fine definitely save it for when you are ready but yeah like i said it's a very present experience and you know i definitely <coughs> you want to join the podcast hello got some things to say <laughs> i was curious if they had a male version oh. of a type of yonah excuse you do On this me. podcast, we love
1: dogs. <laughs> we do love dogs. I have my little baby here <laughs> who just washed all her teeth. Yeah, I wonder if they do have a, uh, a male version.
2: I've... I would hope so because I feel like men, even though it's not talked about, they deal with the same type of sexual traumas that oh, we do.
1: 100%. And it's like really not talked about. Men feel very uncomfortable having to talk about if they were, you know, as a child or
2: at any point made to feel uncomfortable or anything like that you know what's interesting oh. too is I wonder if men almost experience it a little bit more because there's so many there's so many times where young males are also you know like things happen to them when they're younger mm-hmm. and it's just kind of one of those things those taboos where it is like men don't talk as much so I don't know if that that instigates people to like gravitate towards men who are younger in, in, in that type of way I'm not really sure But yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, because we talk about, I mean, we, men, like, in their teenage years are just expected to be very sexual.
1: Yeah. But we don't know what And want it.
2: Yeah. So you have these moms who are hitting on these 12-year-old boys, and Mm -hmm. it's like, that's extremely inappropriate. Yeah but most of the time like
1: they are convinced that it's more of like a thing to be proud of rather than And it's a fantasy by. thing like oh a milf's hitting on you you should yeah. be so excited for mm-hmm. that but later on like that could be really traumatizing for them because they weren't they were probably not ready when something like that happened and also, how many times have we seen, like, murderers, or pretty much every murderer has been sexualized, like, as a child, yep. or something like
2: that? Yep. Um, what's the word? The word for what? <laughs> I was trying to fi- I, Sexu- I think, <laughs> assaulted? Sexually assaulted? I don't know. I don't know, because it's something else when it's <laughs> we'll children, because there's a certain mentality to where they don't understand... That they're not interested in something that's happening because they trust adults. Like, they trust adults so much that if
1: an adult can, can, can manipulate them into yeah. thinking that something is normal or yeah. something's
2: okay. It's almost like putting a fog over, over the child's mind. It's like making them think that something is going to be going a certain way and then all of a sudden you flip it into something sexual. So it's like the child is blindsided by what has just been done to them, mm-hmm. you know? And how do you navigate through that? You really don't. It's something you probably just take out of your mind or you probably see it in a different light. So you probably see it as something that is not sexualized until you're older. And then then that's when it is like, holy shit, how did... This happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm realizing that I'm a person who's mm-hmm. been sexually abused my whole life, but like, I can't even imagine what that would be like hitting that thought point, yeah. not realizing it was abuse, and then finding out it was abuse. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And how many people have you hurt by that point, or how many people have you Un- let hurt you
1: me. because you thought that that was okay? You yeah. thought that that was normal. So that's sad. Um, I really do hope they have something like that for men. Um, yeah. To I don't know how comfortable they'd be. It'd probably be a really hard thing. I mean, same. It's just as hard for women, I'm sure, and it's not yeah. as well known. Maybe because I've never heard about it until recently. Right.
2: But. but to be honest, if you were afraid to go to someone else, this is definitely something you could do on your own. You don't need someone else to point these things out for you. It's just that this person is trained in holding space, so that way they can make you recognize when your body's reacting to how it's being touched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you didn't want to go to someone or if you're male and you want to have this same type of experience, I do think it is something that you could do for yourself. Light some incense, create a space where you know no one's going to bother you, you're going to be alone, you have a few hours of just time to yourself, mm-hmm. and just sit there and truly sit with your thoughts, touch yourself places, see what it brings up, see what you think about, and you can do a personal healing in that way. Yeah, you totally can. True.
1: Yeah, we, and we do say, like, male and female, and I know we were trying to get away from saying, like, Oh, yeah, masculine, femi- feminine. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, you know, what body parts, and also, I feel like, especially people transitioning. Yeah. You know, whether pre-surgery, after surgery, like, whatever, you, it, this would be a really good thing to go through. Yeah. It's like a really good thing to understand your
2: new body. Exactly. And mm-hmm. get rid of all the old traumas that you're holding on to. mm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm you know, the mapping isn't all about, or it's not solely about fixing trauma. Mm -hmm. It's also about, you know, the the enlightening side of it is you're discovering these parts of your body. Say you didn't know you were numb on one side Mm -hmm. or say you didn't know you have more feeling over here than you do over here. These are the things that are being mapped out for you so that you know, and then they're giving you, you know, information to leave with. So it's like, These toys will stimulate this because you Mm -hmm. had more pleasure here. This you don't like. So now you just know that that's not something you're interested in, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just literally getting an entire map of of you. Mm -hmm. I like it. If you're masculine but still want to experience something like this, do some research because I'm pretty positive that there is something out there. And if there's not, I do think it is something that you could do on your own. Or say you're in a relationship and both partners want to do this for each other. That would be an extremely amazing bonding moment. Yeah. As long as you trust them and can, because it's going to have to be a lot of communication that happens. So Mm -hmm. it can't be someone you're just sexually or physically comfortable with. It needs Mm -hmm. to be someone you're emotionally comfortable with so that you can talk about those things So you can open up and Mm -hmm. not you know feel like you need to
1: hide things so definitely yeah I think that even would be even better if you're in a relationship with somebody and you want to kind of take your exploration of your bodies a little bit further
2: yeah and Um, your understanding and your like study of each other almost because like how amazing to know exactly the areas that your partner has feeling has no feeling Mm. and you know like, that's awesome. I feel like you don't really ever get to do that. You know, I would love really... to be able to have a partner that I could do that with. I've yet to, like, be that comfortable with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think it just, for me, it takes a lot longer. But if I could get to that point with somebody, I would be... I feel like it would just kind of strengthen the
2: yeah. relationship. It's not a bad thing that it takes you longer to get to that point. Because a lot of times people avoid the process that's supposed to take place. And by avoiding the process is where you create damage for yourself. Because yeah. you've rushed something... You've put yourself in situations that are dishonoring to you. Because you think that you should be there at that point. You think that you should be further along or more Or you just so desperately crave it that you're blinding yourself to the realities of where you're actually at, you know? Yeah. So definitely yoni mapping is suggested. If any of our listeners go through this experience... Please share it with us because we would definitely love to know what your experience. You know, if there's anything that you can share with anyone else to get them to be more comfortable or anything to avoid. Yeah, I want to know. I right? want to know what more people that have gone through it and what they think. Yeah. Now we want to talk to you guys about toys. You're getting to a place where you're more comfortable with yourself. You're understanding that these are topics that don't need to be shied away from because it's literally just you understanding your body more. So we want to talk about toys what are best for the right experiences and kind of just what's out there and for what's out there and for what (laughs) so let's see i think i want to start with materials because i would say that dildos and vibrators are the most common known toys Mm -hmm. that people know are out there yeah even in that there's such a vast variety of of options it's freaking insane so, types of materials that a lot of them come in. Uh, there's the silicone, which is rubbery yeah. a little bit. You can get glass toys. You can get ones that are just complete jelly. You can get ones that are vibrating in the middle and then have jelly on the outside. So
1: There's so many. Mm-hmm. I'm so, like, lost when it comes to... I'm, like, that very immature person though that goes into a sex shop and i'm like mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> the a fleshlight <laughs> go touch it and it's like sticking against the wall and i like i'm the opposite i'm like <laughs> oh we got a free fleshlight with our adam and eve order oh let's go put God. it on your friend's hood <laughs> <laughs> what if we put it on his antenna and he's driving <laughs> we are 12 <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> with toys, it's definitely going to be something that you dabble in, see what you like, see what you don't like. As far as materials go, oh, they also have the crystal wands, which is something that I definitely recommend if you're into more of the metaphysical part of things. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. I don't, mm-hmm. I still don't quite understand. It's just like... The idea of a crystal wand, it, it goes along with trying to heal traumas. So preferably you'd want to get one that's like a rose quart because it's connected to your heart chakra Mm -hmm. um but if you have something else that you're trying to heal you can obviously get it in whatever crystals are available but the idea behind it is that it dissolves emotional wounds because you know crystals are healing Mm -hmm. but the other thing with crystals is you can't just go buy one bang yourself with it and be like why didn't it work yeah. well it's because for one you didn't you didn't connect with your crystal crystals mm-hmm. are operating on a vibrating level so mm-hmm. if you want to be a part of that metaphysical world you have to understand it if you're going to be using crystals and stuff you have to connect with them mm-hmm. so you have to cleanse them you have to set your intentions with them you have to basically Tell the crystal how you want it to operate for you, mm-hmm. okay, for you specifically. The thing with crystals is I think that it should be something that is purely just yours, whether it be a wand, whether it be your pocket crystals or anything like that. I yeah. feel like those things are meant to be just for you okay. because it's you and your connection with it, right? Yeah. You put your energy in it and mm-hmm. it gives you energy back. So with crystal wands, it's about dissolving emotional wounds. So it's definitely more, in my opinion, a one-on-one type of thing. Okay. Um, it is also a harder texture crystal wands and glass are kind of like the same in how they feel i think that they're better for one-on-one play because they're such a hard abrasive object okay. that you don't want to be using them um with a partner who's too aggressive or Ooh. isn't gentle yeah because you're going to create like if you, i mean it's made out of glass like yeah it's not going to be comfortable you want someone who's going to be super gentle or i would say just do it on your own until yeah. you're super comfortable with someone and if that's something that you want to do. My vagina is cringing. Yeah. my like, yeah, Yomi right? is cringing. <laughs> and it should because some yeah. people don't think about this yeah. and they just jump into it and then they get destroyed and not even in a good way. Oh, God. And it's like, what, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, no. Like, it's definitely a very gentle yes. thing. Some people are just too rough. Yeah. And you you honestly don't know if someone's going to be that type of person in bed until you're already in bed with them. Yeah, (laughs) usually it's the quiet ones. (laughs) Um, And then going along with that too, there's also different shapes that you can get. So I would suggest if you're getting glass or a crystal wand, finding one that has a bit of a, not a lot, but at least a little bit of a curve to it because then you just Mm -hmm. have versatility and it's not just this... Stick. <laughs> <laughs> but teach their cool. own. Play with what you like. See yeah, what you don't some like you know like sticks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> nice and stiff. <laughs> okay, anyway. So then going into the curve of things, so are you familiar with what G spot is? Mm-mm. No? Okay. So when you of where it
1: is, you said or what it is. Where what Uh no, I have yet because I don't even know where mine is, I should probably know this as a as a young lesbian. <laughs>
2: You know, someone would like if you knew. we got to learn some things today. <laughs> if you're getting any of the wands or the glass dildos and they have the curve to them, these ones are perfect for hitting your G-spot. Oh. Your G-spot is essentially, okay, so you have, you have your clit, mm-hmm. tip of your clit, which is what pokes out all of the men can't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that thing can be up to four inches long into the inside. Okay, so okay. you have that little thing on the outside, but then you have this on the inside, mm-hmm. which is about three inches long. And so when you're playing with toys that are for G-spot stimulation, you're hitting the other side. Oh, so you have your clit that's on okay. the outside. You have this rod of nerve endings. And then, you know, so the G-spot's triggering that other spot over there. The best way to describe it, and one of my favorite comedians <laughs> is so inappropriate. But he's like, you know when you go in the garage and, like, you know, up on the bike rack, way up on the bike rack? <laughs> You know, you're just really trying to get your bike up there on the bike rack. (laughs) So, that's where it's at, Let's do that like
1: that.
2: Yeah, so it's it's a very gentle come here motion, okay? Okay. If you have a partner who's trying to hit your G-spot and they're doing thrusting motions, if you could find a way to gently tell them that (laughs) that's not what you're supposed to do, that would be best because you definitely just want it to be the come here motion. Mm If you're doing it right, what you'll feel is the G-spot area is kind of like this fleshy part. Imagine going towards your belly button. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing it right, it's kind of like fleshy and you'll feel it like swelling. Okay. And then this is usually what will get females to squirt. Is- and
1: that's, that's, why you'll, to that's
2: why you'll feel the swelling is because you, essentially you're, you're arousing that part and then you're, you're, you're getting them to the point where they're going to have the female ejaculation. <laughs> Take notes, Are you ladies. Hanging? Is that what
1: you're telling us?
2: oh is she thirsty
1: she I might be thirsty she does that she's dramatic and she
2: has to like play in the bowl to be like i'm thirsty the sky just takes because we have the big water jug so he'll just knock it off and carry it inside
1: <laughs> that's actually
2: really cute if you've never experienced g-spot stimulation it's definitely something that's pretty fun i would not suggest overdoing this i've definitely had situations where if someone's not gentle with you The next day, you're going to have some shoes. Oh, God. And it's just because... It's really sore. Not even that it's sore. It just wasn't done right. Okay. So, and that's mostly coming if you have someone who's doing the thrusting motion, when they shouldn't be doing that. Okay. Make sure your partners are gentle. And if they're not gentle, speak your truth and tell them. (laughs) It's not doing anyone any favors by not saying anything. Or if they're too gentle. If you like your rough, you know? Yeah. Don't be afraid
1: to... (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. It's going to be more fun for you and more fun for them, so... Of course, you have your classic dildos, all your shapes, all your sizes. Find what works best for you. Shower ones are fun because you can stick those to a wall. It's so vast, you can choose whatever you want. So I don't feel like we really have to talk about that too much. Mm-hmm. They do have the double-sided ones. That one's great for partner play. Let's talk about cock rings. Yeah, I didn't know much about these before. I'm literally
1: like, I feel like a new, a newbie when it comes to sex in general. <laughs> all of this
0: is new to me. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's totally fine. So cock rings... Originally, I thought that these were for. Honestly, I didn't even really know what these were for.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what they were either. I'm like, I also don't care. It doesn't matter to me, but. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm so I think the original
2: intent is for, like, if guys have issues getting hard, then once they do get hard, you put a cock ring on and it basically keeps all the blood in their dicks so that way mm. they can't get soft. Okay, okay. So there's that. I've also. <laughs> seen ways of people play with this in more of like a teasing way so essentially like you put the cock ring on when a guy is not hard and then it makes it harder for him to get hard so sort of like an edging type of play okay okay which could be fun usually when you get them there's multiple in a pack so there's not like just one usually there's three different sizes for one you don't know the guy's size so like one might be enough some might be huge and need more i don't know okay i don't know but yeah so i don't know and i don't know i I don't i ain't got one of
1: those
2: (laughs) i'm very gay there's no need for that but i'm still interested kegel balls are you from you're probably not familiar with those at
1: all kegel balls Mm -hmm. okay i actually one of my friends taught me what that means they're
2: strengthening like the muscles Mm -hmm. of your vagina right Mm -hmm. so that you can have more control yeah okay Mm -hmm. and then also by doing that it's stimulating all of the muscles. So if you're someone who doesn't have too much feeling down there, it'll promote more feeling because you're, you're basically reminding your body of things that it feels, weight that it feels. You oh, know what I mean? Okay. So it's like therapy of resensitizing. Oh, So you literally just keep it in there all day? Or like, no. For, or like what do you do? So some people will do it as like an edging thing, have a girl wear them for the beginning part of foreplay or something like that because okay. it will just stimulate the inside and make everything a bit more sensitive. Okay. Yeah. So you have ones that are heavy-weighted. You have yeah. ones that are not heavy-weighted. Lots of options for Interesting. them. Promotes feeling. If you're someone who doesn't lack feeling at all, it does just what promote. What materials are they? It depends on what you want. They have ones that are made of metal. If you want heavier, they have ones that are... Um, actually, I think I've only seen the metal ones.
1: I've never seen any. Show me. They
2: have ones that vibrate. Show. Show me the Kegel balls. (laughs) (laughs) What you
0: guys doing on your little podcast? That's mom. Oh, just looking at Kegel balls. (laughs) Do you want to see what Kegel balls look like? Do you know what they look like? I don't. What makes you think I don't know? (laughs)
1: I really <laughs> says the, the I girl really whose handcuffs fell out of the bed when we were moving. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> Kegel bowels. <balls. laughs> bowels. You gotta say it like that. Bowels. Bowels. <laughs> right, right when we said that, right when we said that, Ramsey... Dropped her ball on
1: my oh. foot. Oh my god! Gross. So <laughs> I'll show you a Kegel ball. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Okay, I was like, are they actual balls? That like, how do you get it out? But I That'd see. No, they're
2: attached on a string, so okay. like, you're not just plopping marbles up there. <laughs> <laughs> so Ew.
0: They're like, are they? They're like anal. It's like different. These ones look like cherries. cherries. Um. I wouldn't want the beads because I'd be afraid somebody did put them in their anal region. You know
1: what I just You realized? buy this new
0: mom, you don't buy <laughs> Yeah, but what if somebody finds them and they're like, well, "Let's play with these and put them back." Like there ain't no. You know what I just realized? When uh, um, I want to clearly decipher what goes in one and what goes in the other. I yeah, right. Oh God, I like gross. the cherries. Or just yeah, they're cute
2: from the children. The hide them from the children and the dogs. Okay, just yeah. so fresh out the box.
0: God, gross. That was. I really
2: don't know if you ordered something. it off Amazon. There's no guarantee. So <laughs> we even
0: we keep saying they're hair ties. That's, what we That's call so it. funny. Okay.
2: Huh. <laughs> <sighs> cock rings and kegel balls <laughs> okay so the other thing i wanted to bring up is some of the bdsm toys we're gonna have a whole episode on bdsm so i'm not gonna get too much into and it and fetishes and fetishes yes and so this fetishes. One, this one's where you got your nipple clamps your whips and also this thing i discovered today called electro stimulation which we will get into oh, when we get in the bdsm scary. episode i know i agree <laughs> Very scary. That's like intense.
1: Like we're I'm not even a beginner. I'm before beginner of all this. <laughs> you <a> window shopper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to talk a big game, but I don't uh, know much about anything. That's fantastic.
2: Then there's pocket pussies, which we dabbled into just for a second. These ones are hilarious looking. Not to shame anyone, but they just make me crack up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Penis pumps They have pussy pumps now Did you know about Whoa, that? What is that? So I uh <laughs> It literally just looks like um A suction cup And you basically just suction cup Oh like it- Your vagina Okay And it basically just makes everything really swollen And highly unattractive It is not cute looking oh, ew. At all You've looked it up? Yeah Oh god It's not cute It's not cute looking at all I don't know that I would ever try it It just looks like too much for me <laughs> I imagine that this would be something really good if you're someone who, who, again, doesn't have much feeling. So, this would be something that would be probably a go to to just stimulate feeling. Okay. Because, I mean, that's kind of how the same it works for, for men in penis pumps, right? It's essentially to just exaggerate the blood flow that's there. Yeah. So then it's to extra sensitive. And make
1: it like bigger, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like to make it look bigger.
2: Well, just because it's swole, but yeah. Yeah. A couple vibrators. So, that's another really good thing to talk about because vibrators are so expensive. If you're trying to buy one for couple play, that's even more difficult. It's meant to go in a very specific spot and it'll stay on the female and then both partners can feel it. Okay. But a lot of times with these, it's so important to read the reviews. This just kept slipping out of place. Okay. Take note on those things when you're, when you're looking in bu- into buying a higher-end vibrator it fucking sucks to spend like $200 on something and it doesn't really work the way you yeah. wanted it to. I didn't
1: to. realize they were so expensive. When mm-hmm. I first went to get my first one, um, I knew it in this teeny tiny little one and I was actually looking for one with different speeds, mm-hmm. um, but I accidentally got one with different patterns and not speeds, so it was oh. all the same speed. Yeah. But it was super tiny. I never used it because I was too scared because it was too fast. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have a giant one that I also don't use because it's too big. Oh my
0: goodness.
2: <laughs> That's too funny. Can I just yeah.
0: I think it's good if you're going to use a stimulator that goes slightly inside to use something small. Yeah. Because it forces you, and then you try to squeeze your muscle on it. Yeah. Because it forces you to, you know, just create that tension and make build your muscle. Yeah. Well, and it's good. That I think if you use something large, you're not going to do that. I think you yeah. should use something small and really try to engage that.
2: Because I I like that you bring that up because.
0: Hey. I don't think it's really about
2: the how big it is. I just think. Well, and some people depend on their vibrator to do all the work for them. But I like what you said because what yeah. happens is if you rely too much on something that's so big and so powerful you're and you're put not putting any work in, it's not that you're going to be put down, but you're creating a new standard for yourself. So if that's the only way you're ever, ever able to orgasm now, you're not going to be able to with anything less than that. Oh, and yeah. so now you've created this situation for yourself where you are just so overly stimulated that now nothing's going to make you happy yeah. because you can't reach that without yeah. this big fucking machine. Okay, yep. And you true. really
0: should be focusing on strengthening your muscle because that's going to that's going to help with
2: everything. Yep. And when you're focusing on strengthening your muscle, it forces you to be present. And when you're present, that's when you're actually able to like be in the mind space to relax and everything. Mm-hmm um so is that, yeah so
1: is that why you should try all different toys and different things because you want different ways to be stimulated exactly not just one way the exactly same there's
2: not time. one female orgasm yeah like okay. there's there's clitoral orgasms there's vag like your i don't know all the freaking words for it but there's mm-hmm. so many different types of female orgasms yeah so yeah play around with different toys and see Have what works all for you
1: the orgasms
2: Gotta all catch
1: at once. Them all, orgasms. <laughs> oh orgasms. It's gotta have them all, orgasms. and We could do the whole song.
2: <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, out how to make that a sweatshirt. The
1: very best at giving <laughs> orgasms.
2: <laughs> I stimulate like all, like none of the rest. <laughs> Okay, so a couple of vibrators. That's definitely something. Do your research before putting the money in because it's so expensive and it sucks to only get one use out of it and decide that you fucking hate it. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is butt plugs. <laughs> I personally am not someone who is into any type of butt play whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Butts are gross. <laughs> you know, we're not butt shaming.
1: No, not butt no, shaming
2: not at all. At all. But make sure you do it right, but, make sure you don't eat jalapenos sure. that day, Oh god, yeah. make sure that you are, you know, you cleaned out the pipes, be kind to your partner <laughs> yes. who is going to be playing, you know? Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, like you can take enemas if you just want to make sure you're fully clean, you can do douches, whatever you want to do, be tidy for your partner, it's polite. <laughs> and if you're going to get butt plugs, get ones that have things on the end. Because if you have a butt plug that does not have a solid base to keep it from going in. Oh no. If you have an orgasm and you have a butt plug without a solid base, that thing is going to get sucked up. Oh god. Yeah. How do you get that out? Yeah, but... poop it out. I mean, you could... But I mean, there's also the chance that you can't. Oh so my god! It's either gonna be squeeze real hard or go to the emergency room and. Oh
1: my god! You know. I'm sure how many people have gone to the emergency room with things stuck in their butt. Yeah, oh yeah.
2: So make sure you got the nice, nice wings on the ends of your butt plugs. Oh god! I know a friend who got a um, a bath bomb. Mm-hmm stuck in her butt. In her butt? Yeah. She
1: wanted to feel Because fizzle? Because her, no, her partner put it in her Why? butt. And, uh, and then it Why? Why would she do And that? then it got stuck. No. <laughs> I mean it like it dissolved eventually but it was really uncomfortable. No. I, know, I, I would know, not want to
2: feel fizzlies in my I butt. I know.
1: Yeah she said it was very uncomfortable. Terrible. She was oh, so
2: no. mad. She was really mad because he just put it in there. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. He didn't know it would get stuck. Can, I please, like, can I please just say masculines be fucking gentle with your fucking yeah, partners just stick
1: things in we are not bus stuffed toys. toys. we
2: are not stuffed toys we are not turkey on thanksgiving oh God. like please, please what be the kind. fuck
1: please be kind to your partner no
2: matter who they are or what they true.
1: are feeling are or to be true to what they
2: say yeah if
0: you wouldn't want them to do that to you don't do that to
2: yeah. yeah, I really hope that this dude was into butt stuff and didn't just shove something up a butt without having anything I, up his butt oh, yeah. ever. <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk about pegging. <laughs> yes, please. <geez. laughs>
0: and coconut oil, perfect for oh, all yeah. down there. Yeah. It's an, anti- an antibacterial, so mm-hmm. if you're doing a lot of things, you need to just be putting that on regularly. Coconut oil is magic. You can yeah, and if with if you're eat. like
2: prone to yeast infections and things like that, definitely have coconut oil be your go-to. Yeah. This episode sponsored by Coconut Oil. (laughs) Do the vagina right. What else? You mentioned pegging, and strap ons was going to be my next. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I
1: I mean, obviously, I've never pegged anyone, but
2: (laughs) I like. I like the idea
1: of pegging just because I love the idea of men not being in the masculine position. I think it's kind of cool. If a man's really comfortable with his sexuality and he's okay to be pegged, why not? You know, I, just I don't think that's a gay thing. I think that's what?
2: There are so many men who are curious about this <laughs> and don't have the courage to say how curious about it they are. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they're shamed and they're probably shamed by women and men. It's not just. Probably also a little bit of a thought of if I like that, does that make me gay like am I if I try this am I all of a sudden gonna you know like it is emotionally a little scary because it's it's uncharted territory but Mm -hmm.
1: and I can get that but at the same time like why is it so scary like to open up a part of your sexuality maybe you are maybe you're bisexual like why can't you be able to talk about that or able to explore that and also maybe explore it and then you're like hey I don't like this and it's not a big deal
2: exactly but imagine you tried it for the first time when you're 50 and you fucking love it yeah and you're like what what was i doing my whole life what have i been neglecting myself of you know don't don't be afraid to have those conversations with your partners and and do a little bit of exploring make sure that you guys have a very very mutual respect on safe words and being slow and gentle with each other any type of anal play do not rush and do not try it if you are lacking in lube you will hurt your partner <laughs> oh, and you will create a traumatizing experience for them if it's their first time oh, no. so you really have to make sure you're putting these safety measures in place especially if you're experienced and they're not you're taking the responsibility of hosting that experience for them so yeah, do it properly true. yep yeah. gremlins okay you guys will have to you know just ignore the little rumbles in the background <laughs> they're cute puppies that's a ramsey and loki <laughs> they
1: will probably be featured on all of our episodes
2: Make sure you're holding space for your partner if it's their first time experiencing anything like that. Also, if you notice that your partner is a little curious about something but is afraid to bring it up and you're more sexually comfortable, bring it up for them. Like, you know, this is all about us locking arms and helping each other Mm -hmm. learn, grow, develop. You know, we're not in this life alone, so stop pretending like it. Sometimes
0: people
1: need a little push, not, you know, not a huge push, but just like a little encouragement, I guess. Be like, hey, it's okay to explore this. Like, I'm curious about this or i've done this before and i see that you might be a little curious about it We're or i'm just trying. curious if you're curious yeah. you know
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then the other ones that they have obviously well actually i shouldn't say obviously because not everyone's familiar with rabbit vibrators but i feel i feel like those are one of the most popular that one in the hibachi the rabbit vibrator is a little bit more popular because you have the Vibrator that goes on the inside and also the clit stimulating vibrator. So I think that's why it's a bit more popular. Oh, okay I've never seen those before. Oh, you haven't? Oh, looks like one of those not huge, but also not small Vibrating dildos if you're not used to them. They do feel a little bit big and intimidating at first Okay, just be gentle with yourself and then it has like this little butterfly looking thing or uh, rabbit ears that clit stimulate. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, there's a lot of vibrators that are app connected. Mm -hmm. These ones are a lot of fun. It's like a fun once in a blue moon type of experience. So like say you guys are going to a club and you want to have one of like panty vibrators and your partner has the app on their phone they can play with. Yeah. Or,
1: you know. What's that scene in uh, The Ugly Truth yeah, I think it is. Look this up if you guys haven't seen it. Katherine Heigl's scene in The Ugly Truth when uh, she's wearing the vibrating underwear oh, yep. and somebody's playing with so it. Funny. It's so
2: funny. Yep, it's yep. It's a perfect oh. example. The only issue with this one is sometimes your partner gets too excited about having all the control. Have them just oh. pick a pattern that's usually how this app works best okay. it's not about constantly having your finger on the app like me 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 <laughs> like a child me. exactly yeah. pick a pattern and then have it set to the pattern because you're also going to drain the battery really fucking fast okay. if you're okay. just messing with the app and doing whatever okay put them have them put it on themselves and mess with the app
1: and get it all out and then <laughs> then you can wear it
2: yeah you're creating an experience so don't like just fucking put that thing on blast real quick like yeah. stop <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I came across today when I was researching some toys was this one called the lioness. Ooh. This one's fucking cool. It has sensors that track orgasms, reactions, everything. So it basically is adapting to you. Mm. And you can look at real time how your body is reacting to certain type of stimulants, certain type of patterns, is all of like these an, things. It's like an app. It's an app. Ooh. Yeah. So this thing measures your muscles in in contract with the vibrations that Wait, it's doing. Wait, how does doing. it work?
1: What is it connected to? Like, what is it?
2: Bluetooth. It's no, all but,
1: wireless. So it's like a, what, like a vibrator? It's like a vibrator. Okay. Yeah. And it, it, as you're using it, it,
0: okay.
2: Yep. Oh, as cool. you're using it, it recognizes how, how your body is that? responding. That one I believe is 200. Okay. Maybe 250, I'm not sure. But this is the first time I've ever seen anything like this, That's and I was crazy. amazed. It literally is just teaching you about your body. Let's get them to sponsor us. Right? <laughs> and then yeah. we can get free. Right? Free vibrators. <laughs> you get a vibrator. You get a vibrator <laughs> but yeah if there's anyone out there who has this and has tried it please let us know your experience with it because i've never come across one that's this advanced and maybe i'm wrong maybe it's not 200 i could be totally off it could be like 600 <laughs> i don't know but whatever something yeah exactly something that can literally tell you exactly how your body is responding in this type of way fucking amazing game changer that's crazy mm-hmm mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. The Um, lioness, is that what it's called? Yeah, the lioness. There's also this other one called the LV. And then this one is a Kegel training type of, I believe it vibrates. I'm actually not totally sure. I should have looked that up. But this one also has an app. And then this one basically tells you how strong your pelvic muscles are. Okay. So not quite as in-depth as lioness, but a little bit. Okay. So yeah, I think that's the basics on toys there's so many so i'm sure we've missed a few Mm -hmm. speaking of maybe missed a few i had to add this one in because i am kicking myself for forgetting to talk about it in front of mariah because this is my favorite toy which if you're a woman i'm or if you have a clit i am positive you have heard of this one so my favorite toy of all time is the womanizer it's quiet it's discreet Make sure you have bloops, you don't hurt yourself. But this thing is so amazing. Quick, intense orgasms, or you can tease yourself, whatever you want. But it is so perfect for solo play. Most toys are aiming to either hit your G-spot, be fun for anal play, clit, vagina, scrotum, prostate. Don't forget the prostate in men. A lot of people do forget about this. But that just goes back in, you know. If a guy doesn't fully like anal or being pegged, there are a few prostate toys that are a lot smaller. Kind of similar to like how anal beads or, or something like that.
1: Okay.
2: Um, so for a man that's a little more timid mm-hmm. but curious, if you find things that are prostate stimulants or prostate massagers, those ones are usually a little bit better for them, okay. especially to introduce. It doesn't really get brought up too much, but some of the areas that are the most high sensitivity areas, you know, so you got inner thigh, nipples, breasts, lips, tongues. All of those kind of things. So don't neglect those areas. Sex isn't just about your fucking penis and your vagina. There's so many other parts to the human body. So yeah. don't neglect these other areas that are sensitive because that's what brings, you know, the whole connection of, of sexual energy. Obviously, if you're just looking to like just get off real quick and have no connection with the people, mm-hmm. then don't partake in these things because if yeah. you're doing a one night stand and you become cuddly and you're kissing these intimate areas, you're gonna give the other person the wrong message. Yeah. So make sure you're being very cautious of of how your body language is coming off to other people. Mm -hmm. If you are someone who's just very sensual but you also know it's one night stand, have that conversation beforehand. Be like, hey, I am a great lover, but this isn't gonna go any further than tonight. And that person will respect you for it and you both will enjoy the experience a lot more for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Communication is key. It really is. Everyone knows
1: that, but we always forget it in the moments that matter.
2: Well, and we treat it as like, oh, yeah, communication, whatever like it is just us talking, but you really don't realize the subconscious barriers that get broken down when conversations happen mm-hmm. and it's just it just happens cool. all right, so the last topic that we wanted to bring you guys calling back your energy and we felt like this one would be a good closing one for today because we've been doing a little bit of building up your self-confidence, putting yourself in a place where you just feel comfortable communicating and and speaking your truth. but calling back your energy is important because, This is a practice done when you're feeling, you know how you have your days where you're just like exhausted, completely drained. You don't really know why. You're just done with everything. Sometimes we don't realize that we've been giving too much of ourselves. A lot of us are are people pleasers, you know, and Mm -hmm. you, you don't realize those small moments. Say your friend calls you and they're going through a lot. So you spend an hour on the phone with them, getting them through. They thank you, you get off the phone. Did they ask you how you were? Did they ask you what you were going through, you know? Those kind of situations happen in our lives so often. And what happened in that conversation, you gave someone you know, a little bit of you to help heal them. Mm-hmm. You didn't really get anything back, which is fine because that's part of your nature and what you like to do. But then you have to think about it. When your soul is doing this over the span of your many, many lives, if you're never calling back that energy, then you're just continuously draining yourself. If you gave that energy to someone, they don't always need it forever. Sometimes they just need it for that day. Sometimes they just need to borrow your strength for an hour. And sometimes people took energy from you without even asking. So you didn't even want to give them energy. They just took it from you and you don't even know it. When you do a meditative practice of calling back your energy, you're calling back every bit of yourself that is no longer needed in a way that you intended to give it out. Okay, yeah. I, at first I was afraid to do this meditation because I assumed it was calling back all your energy. Mm-hmm. So for my grandma, I always want to have, I, I always envision some sort of protective white bubble around her. Like this is my way of coping with just keeping her safe when I can't be around her. It's just in my mind. I don't know if it actually has any physical effect on her whatsoever, yeah. but it's, you know, it's, it's peace of mind for me. And I feel like when you think those things and you put them out, you do actually start creating a little bit of it. The more you practice it. Okay. okay? I was avoiding doing these types of meditations because I didn't want to pull energy where I wanted energy to stay.
1: Okay. I see okay. What you mean.
2: Yeah. And you'll have to find the person who, who guides the meditation best for you, mm-hmm. because some people will speak words like universe. Some people will speak words like God or whatever. So find the person who fits best for you. Yeah. It's not like a religious thing. It's not... Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a personal energy thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, a few things you want to make sure that you do in this process. You want to be in a quiet space. It's okay if you're not used to meditating and it's hard for you to focus. When I first started meditating, I would repeat to myself, I am a being of love and light, surrounded by love and light. So anytime my mind would wander... Or get distracted while I was trying to meditate, I would just continuously repeat that just to keep myself kind of in the meditative state. Yeah. So when you're calling back your energy, you want to get in the meditative state. You can light candles for yourself. I definitely suggest doing this because you're filling the space so that you're not kind of leaving the area just open for whatever energy wants to jump in. Okay. Do some sage. Sage clears the space so you're removing all negative energy. And then light incense because now that you've lit incense, you've filled that space back up. Oh, okay. 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 Then what you're going to do is set intentions, and we talked about that last week, where you just want to really make sure there's no room for gray areas on what you want to accomplish in this practice that you have at the present moment, okay? So set your intentions. Make sure your space is quiet, have your incense going, all of that. I would definitely suggest doing a guided meditation at first. Then once you get comfortable, you can do it on your own, and you don't need a guided meditation. Where do you usually find your meditations? I just go on YouTube. Okay. Yep, super simple. Just type in calling back your energy. Click through a few of them, see what sounds good to you. Some of them are long-length ones, some of them are short-length ones. One of my favorite ones called Marbles of Light, and the reason why I like this one is because she creates the visual of separating each of those energies that you gave out as marbles. You being a being a light, you started with a full thing of marbles. So she has you meditate and kind of just reflect on yourself and see where you're at. Visualize yourself as a light being, and it's going to take some practice to get to where you start to take this seriously and actually feel. You actually start to feel the energy changing and shifting, and you feel lightened from it. You know, it sounds crazy at first, but the more you practice it, the more you notice the differences. As you get better, you're more than welcome to do it on your own, but definitely do the guided meditation first because she walks you through, and any good meditation is going to walk you through calling on your spirit guides, which is the people who are attached to your soul throughout your life. Okay. And all of these are beings of light. Whenever you're thinking about or being in meditative, I always just visual a bubble of white light. Okay. So put yourself in a sacred bubble of white light and that's how you'll just keep yourself safe. And then anytime negative thoughts start to come in, I just visual them hitting the bubble and not being able to actually come into my space. But you really have to set these things up for your mind. Otherwise, you're not going to have much progress the first few times. Okay. Okay. Go through the visualization that she has you walk through. If you're watching one of the YouTube videos and they're not saying things like expressing gratitude at the end, and they're not having you do closing practices where you give thanks for anything that you received or are about to receive, if these things aren't being put in place, I would find one that does put that in place because you always want to be expressing gratitude. If you're not, then you're just doing what other people did to you. You're just taking and not giving back, right? Yeah. Cool. And then you focus on you're asking your spirit guides, what energy could I have be most useful for me right now? What do I need to pull back for myself? What energies are no longer being needed that can return to me? So you can do this practice as much as you want, but just single out one marble at a time and just visualize that. Visualize the marble coming to you, rejoining your light being. I know this all sounds crazy. But No, I don't think it sounds it crazy. It works.
1: I think it's cool because I, I wouldn't honestly not really consider myself a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like all of this makes sense to me. Like maybe, maybe meditating isn't right for some of us. Right. But what is wrong with just taking a second to just think about yourself and think about all of the things that you've done for other people? And maybe those people have not done things for you. And I'm not talking about just, like, materialistic things, but what's so wrong about just kind of reflecting on your life? Like, that doesn't have to be a religious thing. It doesn't even have to be technically a spiritual thing. It's just thinking about all of the things that you've given out, all of the energy that you've given to other people, and finding a way to get that back and, I guess, rejuvenate yourself and be like, okay, like, I'm ready to... I'm ready to take care of myself. I'm ready to take care of myself so that I can continue taking care of other people. Because yep. that's another thing too, the whole putting your oxygen mask on before you put it on somebody else. You can only help others if you help yourself
2: first. Exactly, exactly, yep. It's honestly one of the best ways to appreciate yourself. When you do so many things for so many people, oftentimes it does go unnoticed. You're the only one living in your shoes. You're the only one knows how much that you do, mm-hmm. you know? so no one's going to be able to give that back to you except for you. So yeah. it's an honoring for yourself to be able to do that. And to be honest, most of the time when you're calling back energy, you're not, you're not calling it from someone who still needs it.
0: Mm-hmm. You're
2: calling it from, and it could even be something that wasn't even in this lifetime. It could have been lifetimes ago, and it's just, it's just sitting there waiting for you to call it back. Okay. But it can't come back to you until you call it back to you, you know?
1: And it can be so draining going, like, we all go every day without, you know, maybe without getting thanked for things that we do, things go unnoticed, like you said. And I think we can get in this very negative mind space where we're like, nobody pays attention to what I'm doing, nobody cares, um, nobody cares about me. But if you just, like, think about it, why are you doing these things in the first place? Are you doing them for other people so that other people notice? Because you shouldn't be. Right. You should be doing them because they make you happy and they make you feel good about yourself. And then if people notice, it's a bonus. Right. If people say thank you, it's a bonus. But if you're constantly putting out negative vibes while doing this stuff, nobody's going to react to that in a positive way. Yeah. If you're putting out positive vibes because you feel good about what you're doing, then the bonus is everyone else is also, they're probably impacted in a positive way by it too. And then they're going to start noticing and then they're
2: going to thank you, or try to do the same thing. It can yeah. be kind of contagious. It's almost like being on the wrong side of a magnet, you know? When you have that negative energy, you're, no matter what you do, you're just going to keep repelling those people, and yes. it's not really anything you can help because that's the energy you're putting out. Mm-hmm. So. And you're going to keep digging yourself into a hole where you just get, you're
1: probably going to go get depressed, more and more mm-hmm. depressed because you're just going to feel more alone because you're the one pushing yourself yep. in that space. Yep. And it's hard. It's hard to get out of it, and that's why take a bath. Take a bath and light some candles and just think and be the
2: one who appreciates you because it kind of goes back to like what we talked about last episode with masturbating like why in relationships is it is it put on the other person that they're they need to be the one to get you off yeah why is it put on other people that they need to be the one to tell you you're appreciated why can you not do that for yourself Mm -hmm. and put the practices in place to appreciate yourself because it doesn't fucking matter what other people do you're so rooted. And you're so proud and happy of the things that you do because you're making sure that you are making sure it all comes back for you. Yep. You're not then, waiting for someone else. And then
1: in turn, you're going to want to share that with other people. And that's good. Like, what's wrong with being good with yourself and then sharing that kind of positivity with other people? And other people are going to be like, oh, wow. Like, what do you, do what are you to doing? to feel so good? And you, you know, yeah. It's, it is contagious. It's all contagious.
2: Yep. And it's going to be so crazy, too, because we're going to come into an age where people are just, happy and comfortable with themselves and conversations aren't going to be this weird taboo anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see how mental illnesses start to alleviate once people aren't living in such a negative, heavy mind space where they're always so worried about who they're affecting, how they're affecting them and all of this. And none of the focus is on them and making themselves better, you know? Cool. I
1: like that. Cool. Cool. Call back your energy.
2: Yes, folks call back your energy often. I definitely think that this is something you should do at least once a week I did it twice one morning the first time just to kind of like experience the video fully through And then I did it again like an hour later and then I had Patrick do it But when Patrick did it, I did it with him But I only did it with the intent of holding space not calling back any energy for myself so that's essentially where you're meditating with someone but you're not putting any of your, you set the intention of my intent is to be here to hold space for them. Okay. And then any thoughts that come through, you kind of just let them go and you're, you're literally just holding space for them. And that kind of allows for a bigger healing in the other individual because now they have not only their energy working for them, now they have you and your energy working for them. Okay. Yeah. But if you're going to be that person who holds space for someone. Make sure you're in a good space to do it because if you say you're going to hold space for someone, but then you focus on all of your own negativity, okay. you're actually doing more damage than good. So just let them do it on their own if that's the case for you. Okay, cool. That makes sense. All right. Well, with that, thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to bring this to you guys, and um, I don't know, I've been having a lot of fun with it.
1: <laughs> it's fun. This is cool. I'm learning a lot. I don't. Yeah. As you can see, like we we're both very different. Um, even though we grew up together, we. We're very different, but we're, we're both very open. Yeah. We're open to having these conversations and learning from each other and not judging people. Right. Um, so I think we kind of have the same morals and hopefully yeah. you guys do too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, hopefully we'll uh, mold you to have yeah. good morals.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Become one of us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. Please don't tell us you hate us. If you do, ask yourself why. All (laughs) right? Have a wonderful day. (laughs) Goodbye. (coughs) Fun.
0: Stop.